We simply aren't building enough houses. That's pretty simple observation at this point, especially if you've been following the channel for a while. You look at headlines talking about how there's no supply and that's why property prices are increasing. But what we're starting to see is listings increase in major areas like Sydney and Melbourne. Now it's not anything to be concerned by at the moment, but it could lead to prices actually falling further in those areas. So it's gonna stop all of that growth that we've seen in the first six months of the year and could potentially lead to prices lower. However, what they're not telling you, and by them, I say the journalists that are writing these headlines is that there's something else that's brewing underneath everything, which is construction of homes. It doesn't matter how many get listed, if there's not enough being built, that's going to be the core of the problem. So if you're interested in what my thoughts are and what is about to happen, then definitely keep watching. Hey guys, my name is Ravi and welcome back to Personal Finance with Ravi Sharma. If you're new here, smash that subscribe button because I talk about real estate, cryptocurrency and financial freedom. Now at the end of the day, a housing concern here in Australia, it's nothing new. We talk about the affordability concern and it seems like every generation thinks it's only their problem. Like affordability wasn't a concern before this, but the reality is the headlines are there. You know, you could look back at papers from 40, 50, 80 years ago and you still have issues of housing affordability. Now the reason for this is because there is a clear divide between those who own assets and who don't own assets. If you don't know what I'm talking about, definitely go check out this video. It's the death of the middle class. It is definitely a tragic, especially here in Australia where, you know, you think everyone gets a fair go, but in reality, it's not the case. So if you've gone to the shops lately and said, okay, yeah, shit's getting expensive, you're not alone. A lot of people are feeling this way. And even for those who own a house and they've got a mortgage and things are getting tough, you're not alone because consumer confidence is actually down in the toilet. And it's around levels of the GFC and obviously the pandemic lockdowns. And you could tell during those times, it was tough. So if we're in those moments now, it doesn't look like we're at the top of a market. In fact, it could be the bottom of the market. Let's take a look into the updated numbers of construction figures and what's happening in the Australian housing situation at the moment. So here's a piece by Leaf and he talks about the ABS on Wednesday releasing building activity data for the March quarter, which reported a quarterly rise in both dwelling commencements and completions. Total dwelling commencements rose 14%, but were down 6.6% year on year. So it's a great uptick in the short term. But when we zoom out, let's figure out what this actually means. Now, what you can see here is in the red, you've got houses, in the blue, you've got units and apartments, and then you've got total in black. And where most of this change is coming from is the units. You can see that although they've fallen off from the tops in 2015, they still significantly higher than the long-term average that you would have seen between sort of 1995 and 2007. When you look at the housing situation, that's actually clearly in a downtrend. And it's at levels around 2008, and there's no sign of stopping that. And that's what this article is gonna show. So here, as shown above, the quarterly jump was driven by 57% lift in unit and apartment commencement which are more than offset by 5.5% decline in house commencements. Dwelling completions also rose by 3.9% over the quarter to be up by 5.2% year on year. So dwelling completions, obviously it's all great to get an approval, but unless you're actually completing these dwellings, people can't live in them. And what you're seeing again is in the red, we've got the houses, in the blue, you've got units and apartments, and in the black, you've got total. And what we can see is a small uptick in the houses, but a massive jump up in the units and apartments. Again, much lower than where we should be, but this now takes me onto the case around units, apartments, and houses. So we all know how supply works, right? And if you don't, let's take about 30 seconds to explain how it works here in Australia. Let's say you decide to go and build a house. You need to get all the papers, send it to the government for approval, and that usually could take anywhere between four and six weeks, depending on where you're at. And then they'll finally approve it, and then you put the house up. Now, when you put the house up, it usually will take anywhere between nine and 18 months, depending on resources and the availability of resources, and of course, how complex the build is. But roughly nine to 18 months. So let's take an average and let's say it's 12 months. So 12 months, it takes you to build this one house. How many people are gonna live in this one house? Maybe four, if you're lucky, there's a lot of 
of people going out building homes and there's only two of you and you might be in a situation where you have an extended family and it might be six of you. But the maximum you're really gonna occupy is probably six in 12 months. Now for apartments, you don't simply go out there and say, I'm gonna build one level and then I'm gonna build another level because that's the demand that we have. They have to go in and do the entire project altogether. So what we could be seeing is that a lot of these projects that came into fruition a couple of years ago are now starting to get completed. And when they get completed, they get completed by the towers. So that's why you'll see that some people will complain online about how there's no rental apartments available in where they live. But then equally, you've got someone commenting on that Facebook page saying, ah, oh, I've got a load. In fact, rents are actually dropping here. And that's because we're in a situation where you can't build the supply to the exact demand at that time, because that's not how it works when it comes to projects like this. So despite the fact that you're gonna put up apartments, it may take years before that supply is actually eaten up by all the demand. Because if you only have five people wanting a place and you say build 10 apartments, you still have an oversupply of apartments. But equally, if you're in an area where people want houses and there's 10 people who want houses, but you've only built five, now you've got an undersupply and it's still so hard to get an approval. So what we're seeing is dwelling completions. Yes, there's an uptick when it comes to apartments, but there is nowhere near enough happening when it comes to apartment developments as well as housing. Let's continue. The quarterly rise was broad-based, whereas the year-on-year -year increase was driven by 43% surge in unit and apartment completions. While the quarterly increases in commencements and completions were positive, they were not enough to keep pace with the nation's rapid immigration-driven population growth. The next chart plots the annual change in dwelling approvals, commencements, and completions against actual and projected population growth as outlined in the May federal budget. And this here is a very important graph. Let's just break it down. Dwelling construction versus population change. And what we've got is in the blue, the blue line that goes around is approvals. In the orange line, we've got completions. We've got in the red commencements and green is population change. And what you're gonna notice is that clear decline in 2020, obvious reasons. We had the lockdowns and the borders were shut. And now we've seen the exact opposite play out where we're seeing record numbers of people coming into the country and it's never been seen before. Well, at least until 1986. I'm not sure what the graph was saying before this, but I assume it was never as high as this number. Now, what you'll see is since 2016, we have been in a systematic downturn when it comes to completions. And you can see that in the orange line, it continues falling further and further away. And what's really concerning is this is going in the opposite direction to where population change is heading. And that's heading on the way up. And what this graph is suggesting is that yes, we're gonna still have immigration, but it's gonna calm down. Now, yes, it could, but who knows really? Because right now when you're seeing the international economies and what's happening overseas, it's a pretty good time to be in Australia. We've managed it quite well. And I understand there's some people that are hurting, but overall, when you see the stuff that's happening in the US and the UK and parts of Canada, then you're really gonna understand that yes, we are very grateful to live in such a great country, but it also means that people from overseas are attracted to that. We can also see with approvals, completions and commencements on a systematic downturn ever since 2020. And it was in 2020 or about 21, where we had all this stimulus come into the system where people were able to go and you know build new homes. They were encouraged to go and renovate and build new homes. Since then, we've seen cancellations at a record high because people signed up to something, but now with interest rates so high, they can no longer complete the build. We also have thousands of building companies across Australia actually go bust. And I share a lot of this in my actual private Patreon group. So if you're interested in any of those thoughts, more up to date on a daily basis with a lot of stats, then definitely go join me there. I'll leave a link in the description below so you can join the premium group. The gap between commencements and completions means there is a pipeline of around 100,000 unfinished houses, according to the HIA, which is roughly double pre-pandemic levels. And you can see a snapshot of the building activity pipeline. And what we're seeing is in the gray columns, that's under construction. So we're seeing record numbers. When it comes to actually completing, they're about half of what's actually being put into the pipeline. And a big reason for this is interest rates. Where you've got interest rates going so high, people can't complete those 
those builds and it could be from either end. Clients don't have enough money to actually top up to finish the build or it could be the building companies that may not have enough in the reserves to be able to complete these builds because they may have signed a fixed price contract and they could be operating on numbers from two years ago. So if they're gonna go and complete a build where they're expected to make 20% profit, now they're losing 20% profit, it's just a matter of time of when they're gonna go out of business rather than pushing those costs onto the clients who would have naturally been happy to probably pay but now are in a position they can't because the bank says no to them. However, there is a concern that dwelling completions will never catch up with commencements and approvals given many projects have been delayed or canceled. Developers are holding off building tens of thousands of homes across Australia despite already gaining planning approval, largely because of surging construction costs. With apartments and townhouses, the majority of those shelved reported The Guardian last month. And what's important here is although these have been approved, they aren't being constructed. So if we did enter a period where we suddenly see rates drop by 100 basis points or 200 basis points, we suddenly see the world economies go into a more recessionary period rather than an inflationary period, we could see a lot of these approvals actually turn into construction commencements and completions. And that to me means there's gonna be more supply coming into the market. The con to all of this is it may take a bit longer than most people expect. According to the KPMG urban economist, Terry Rawnsley, the rising cost of building over the last three years, which has increased 29% in Sydney and 32% in Melbourne, is prompting developers to postpone certain projects. The sticks and bricks, tiles and other input pieces you need to build a home that used to turn up from China in a reliable manner before the pandemic have been disrupted. And due to the stimulus in the housing sector has seen in many countries since COVID, there is more demand for the sticks and bricks from around the world, he said. Ronzi also said that rising mortgage rates and a negative impact on potential homeowners purchasing power. As a result, developers were unable to pass on increased building costs to consumers in a lackluster market. The federal budget projected that Australia's population will balloon by 2.18 million over the next five years into 2026-27, driven by record net overseas migration of 1.5 million people. This is a very, very scary time when it comes to asset allocation. So what I mean by that is how many people can actually get a home for themselves. Now, whether they can afford it or not, it's more about supply. Because if you still have all of these people that can actually afford to buy, but there's not enough of it, prices go higher. It's just basic economics and I don't make up the rules. I just sort of try to communicate it in a fun and entertaining way. And I hope that you guys have taken something away from this video. It's that you need to go and assign yourself with assets. And I get it. Everyone's trying to time the bottom. There's a recession coming and apparently everything's going to drop by 20, 30%. And if you're in that camp and you truly believe that, then that's what you're mentally prepared for. But if you're on the outer and you're thinking, oh, well, look, it hasn't really come to fruition yet, it could, but if I'm in a position now and I know for the next two years, I built in the buffers in place in case rates do go higher or I do see prices drop by five or 10%, I can weather the storm. I promise you, you will be in a position where you'll look back at this moment and say, I wish I bought more. And I'm not just saying that because I did that in 2020 where I did purchase a lot for myself and for the clients. I know there are so many that missed out during that time. And if you go back further into 2007 and 2008, you could have bought at the top of that market and you'd still be happier now after having seen all the crashes, all of the downturns, and now where you're sitting with that equity in that property. I'm not saying markets will go up forever, but it's clear to me that if you've got more people being demand relative to the supply and there's no incoming supply there, then you're definitely gonna see asset prices increase. I hope you guys have enjoyed this one. If you have, smash that like button, subscribe if you haven't already, and I'll catch you guys on the next one. Thanks guys.